So a setback for certain, but not a death blow to the young Packers' playoff hopes. They Certainly a gut punch, though. Squarely in the hunt for a spot in the postseason, but yeah, that didn't feel right. Now in a short week, too, because you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming to Green Bay on Sunday. Follows that sloppy loss to the Giants on Monday Night Football. Friend of the program, sports writer for the Milwaukee Journal, Sentinel, Lori Nickel with us this morning. Appreciate you joining Eric and me on the pregame show last night, Lori. Fun to have you. That was fun, and also I was nervous between Bulaga and Tauscher, so thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, you, you just bring a different take. Always good to hear your voice. So, well, there are a host of reasons we probably could present as to why the Packers lost that game. It was sloppy in many regards. We have focused recently on the much-improved play of Packers quarterback Jordan Love. Monday night, he was outshined by Tommy Cutlets and Tommy Cutlets' agent, for, for that matter. Not his best night. <laughs> Well, no, some of those high floaters, those throws that he's making, that can be problematic, especially in New York. I forgot to mention in the pregame, you know, uh, there were some wind gusts in New York, like of 20 miles an hour beforehand that he was able to test out, you know, before the game. So I don't know if that's a factor. That's something that he's probably going to have to work on in the offseason. I understand what he's trying to do there. He's trying to put some finesse and some touch on that ball, but in double coverage and stuff like that, that's that's problematic. I think he was the, there were how many, three turnovers or four I know there were two lost fumbles and I can't remember if there was more than one interception. I'm starting to lose it, but you know, love, can I say this? If you want to survive this season, think of it like a journalist. You want to look at three things now with the Packers. You want to look at effort and they made the effort last night. They had a lot of guys out Two, resilience. They did come back after turning the ball over. They did come back and score. So you are seeing resilience from these Packers and competitiveness. Um, You know, the schedule this year, they've had three one-point games. They've lost two. They've won one. And they've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games this season by a score of four points or less, whether they won or lost. So So if you want to survive this season, these are your new benchmarks, not winning and losing, not talking about going deep in the playoffs like you did last night, Vinny. But to look at these Deep. three categories, my suggestion. I, you know, also I think it's a good reminder too for us, Lori, that um, you know what we're not going to see elite quarterback play every week. It's just it, the the number of quarterbacks that can do that are few and far between, and we just have to accept the fact that occasionally they're not going to be perfect. You know, Aaron Rodgers was crucified. Not only in 2008 when he took over as starter, but in 2010, he, the first half of the season, people were still criticizing about how he was so mechanical, yep. how he was supposedly stats driven. And um, he was really upset about that. And what happened in the second half of that season, despite the fact that the Packers had a ton of injuries, they had so many injuries that the Packers didn't want to give everybody a chance at a a Super Bowl photo at the end, they went all the way. So, again, no predictions for this year, but, you know, looking for consistent elite play, I'm glad that this is kind of happening now because people can appreciate how incredible the player Aaron Rodgers was and his leadership ability and his perfectionism. That was special. That was really unique, and I don't, I don't think I'll see that again in my lifetime. Um, that's not a challenge. I'm just saying realistically in 34 years of covering sports, I don't know that I'll ever see that again. So, yes, you know, the, the stakes are going to happen. Um, 
circumstances are different. And, and Love also saw a lot of listening last night, and that will rattle a young guy, too. Hey, I want to give you one uh, chance quick to talk about this guy because he's a fellow Tosa East graduate. Devin Harris, Wisconsin oh, yeah. Badger, former superstar in the NBA, exceeded expectations at every level that guy played basketball. He's going to graduate from UW on Saturday. And if he went to Tosa West, we wouldn't even care, would we? I might not even mention. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, what a cool story. Devin Harris is 40 years old, and after the pandemic and after he retired from the NBA, the only thing he didn't achieve was getting his degree. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go back and finish my sociology major. And they're like, well, now that was going to be 29 credits. Now it'll be 38. And Devin Harris was like, no, thanks. I'm going to change my major, which is smart. So he's a history major now. He loves Italian Renaissance history. He's going to, the 40-year-old is going to be walking across the stage on Saturday at the Cole Center with all the graduates. And the coolest part about this is that his father, Terry, who actually hired my father at Harnischweger P&H here in Milwaukee. They, I can't believe our dads knew each other. My dad knew his dad. Anyway, his father, when he was no longer working at Harnischweger P&H in Milwaukee, at the age of 48, he went back to school. And at the age of 50, he got his degree from Concordia in Mequon. So you're never too old. It's never too late. Go get that paper. The education is something you can never take away from you and that story is up on JS Online. It's a pretty cool story and was so motivated. If you want to check it out, that'd be awesome. Always love talking to you, Lori. Thanks much. Thank you, Lori. Good night. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs>